It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. Hello, everyone. For some of you out there and some of those areas where you got lost on the ground, I believe that the golf season is just around the corner. Today, we have another exciting interview this week with a fantastic golf coach, Michelle Holmes, who's had worldwide recognition for the junior golf initiatives she has taken. Enjoy every stage of the journey. These kids grow up way too fast. Please enjoy every every stage and just arrive, always arrive at the golf course, a happy family and always leave the golf course, that same happy family. The Michelle Holmes School of Golf mission is to create experiences that encourage kids to want to play the game forever. Her School of Golf lives by this mission every day by providing a fun and inviting environment for peewees, juniors, and students of all ages. Today we're gonna talk about the best experiences for children, tournament play, and encouraging children to play this game forever. Hope you enjoy it. Michelle Holmes, I'm so excited to have you here and join me on the Raising Golfers podcast. And, you know, from everything I've seen from your social media and things that you post, it just resonates so well with what I'm trying to do here with the podcast. So welcome. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, Travis, thank you for having me. I absolutely love your podcast. I think it's such a great resource um, for parents. So I hope uh, all the parents out there are taking full advantage of your episodes. Oh, thank you. Yes. And, you know, uh, today's episode, I'm I'm stealing this from you. I don't know if this is necessarily your <laughs> slogan or what you preach, but I want to I call this creating experiences that encourage kids to play the game forever. And this is what you, this, like I said, I don't know if that's your slogan, but I'm sure it's what you preach to everybody that comes through your doors. Is that right? Yeah, it is our slogan. And um, when I opened our kids golf school back in 2011, um, I knew I wanted to put all my focus into junior golf, but I had to sit down and kind of really think about what is it that I'm really trying to accomplish here with these kids and that's where the mission came about to create experiences that encourage kids to play the game forever and when I think back to 2011 at that point all I was really trying to do was you know to make sure that when kids came to my golf classes came into my golf program that they were having a good experience that they were learning and that they were basically running home and asking their mom and dad hey I want to go back to the golf course again so it was quite a simple concept then. And I thought if I stuck to that, you know, I could create a lot a lot of lifetime golfers. And then as my career um, moved on and I got really involved in the tournament side of um, the golf industry, I guess the mission has kind of evolved a little bit in that I started to realize when I was at these tournaments that how just how important parents are in the kids golf journey and I started to realize that I don't need to just take care of these children I need to make sure I'm helping these parents on their journey too and by helping these parents that's going to help me create that whole experience for that for that child and what I was seeing at these golf tournaments was I've seen a lot of parents who had great intentions that would do absolutely anything for their children 
and but right. we're making you know a lot of mistakes and you know it's a hard task out there for parents and um, you know to be the parent the parent caddy the parent coach and um, so I think it's important that co- junior coaches like myself are not just helping the child we're helping the whole family along in this golf journey couldn't agree more so that all started with created experiences that encourage kids but it's kind of evolved over the years as i've grown as a coach (laughs) (laughs) well like i said yeah i mean you summed up everything for the podcast you know if anything happens to me you might have to take this over (laughs) but and and we're going to touch on some of those things because you know we're going to touch on those experiences encouragement and tournament play as well because i know these are all things that you you know, you're involved in. And I guess the first question I kind of have for you is, you know, with the experiences for kids, like, would you say that do you educate or involve children more in the learning process? Like, what is it that you you, you kind of do? And um, well, first off, I guess when I'm trying to create an experience for a child, I guess the first thing is we've got to realize that an experience for a child is going to be very different to what my experience would be if I wanted to start you know, start a sport. So I think when I think of, you know, what do children want um, from an experience, they definitely want to have fun. They want to, you know, enjoy it. They want the social aspects. Um, But children definitely want to learn too. I mean, children are keen learners, especially if we are learning or teaching them the way they actually know how to learn. And whether it's playing through games, whether it's using relative golf terms. And like, I think it's pretty cool how, coaches who have specialized in, in in junior coaching they can take the most scientific golf terms and and translate it so that a, a four-year-old can understand it so I think you know when we're trying to create that experience we're trying to make it enjoyable we're trying to give them the correct learning experiences and I think the other thing that we have to um, make sure we're doing is we have to make sure that we're 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 setting them up for success um, especially when we're talking about introducing six, seven, eight-year-old kids to the game. Um, golf can be a very daunting sport, so we've got to make sure we're setting them up for success. Kids love to succeed. They take pride in things that they do. So whether that's just making sure that they're, um, you know, they're in the correct golf equipment or playing the correct yardages you know, for their particular standard at the time, um, I think that all goes a long way. Oh, yeah. I, I totally agree. And you know what's interesting is I am... Um... I read your posts and the things that you, you know, you put out on your social media. Harp on about. (laughs) Yes. And harp on about. Yes. And I've got to pull one up right now, which I'm going to do because it, and I was reading this, I read it to my wife last night and it, you know, it's like perfect, not only just for like kids, but it's like perfect for life. Okay. So uh, you got this one from coach Jim Hardy and I'm just going to read it out so everybody can hear it. Okay. So uh, if our kids know we love them, when they fail, they become bulletproof and aren't afraid to try. Mm-hmm. By contrast, though, if they get the impression we love them more when they succeed, they become careful and timid. And oh, I just loved this. And like, I share I, I that just... everywhere. <laughs> I love what you said there. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just like, if you just think about that, right? Like, mm-hmm. as an adult, and not even just a parent, but even as a coach as well, like, there's just so much gold within that, but you have to, as an adult, I think you have to kind of take a few steps back and think about that big picture of what it is you're actually trying to do with this junior golfer and this child. And like some of the things you said, you kind of have to understand that they learn a little bit differently than we do as adults. So 
with that thing that you posted from Coach mm-hmm. Jim Hardy and what mm-hmm. you've just said, how could a parent specifically, like, you know, what can they do to better understand this developmental process of junior golfers? Um, so let me, I'm, I'm actually reading Jim's thing here now again. So I just think, you know, going back to what Jim said there, I think, you know, if kids know we love them when they fail, if kids know we love them when they fail, they become bulletproof. You know, I think when you read that statement, I mean, that brings up a whole, that's not just about your, your, your relationship with your child in golf. That's just about your relationship with your child in life. And if you make those mistakes in golf, that's going to transfer for over into their everyday life. But that's a huge issue. But as far as um, as far as on the golf course, I think it's so this game. This is a game we cannot play with fear. Right. We're not going to no. succeed at this game if we're playing in fear. And a lot of kids are playing in fear and they're playing in fear of repercussions of what's going to be said to them after the round of golf or or how disappointed mom and dad are going to be. Um, so, you know, what I always tell parents is that, you know, when you're out there caddying for your child, you're 50% of that team. You have the honor of caddying for your child and you're 50% of that team. And if you were out playing a doubles tennis match and your teammate wasn't playing well, what would you try and do? You would try and bring, bring your A game, right? And I think that's what parents have to remember. The day the kid doesn't bring their A game, that's the day that they're going to turn and look to the parent the most. And, you know, what are you, what are you teaching them in that moment? Are they turning around and seeing a parent who's hanging their head or annoyed that the kid has hit a bad shot or, or getting stressed out under stressful situations? Because if that's what you're doing, that's what your child is going to, um, to grow up and, and be themselves. Right. Am I kind of gone off topic there a bit? <laughs> That's okay. Keep it, keep it rolling. <laughs> I could go on and on and on. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's just important for parents to keep things, keep things in perspective and just realize when we're out there in the tournament fields with kids, especially with little children, they have so much to learn. I mean, the real reason we, for me as a coach, the real reason I, I tell my parents to go play in U.S. kids golf tournaments is because this is a great learning opportunity. It's a, a great chance for kids to get out, have fun on the golf course, play with other kids and learn something new every time they step out there on the golf course. I mean, the golf course is going to be their greatest teacher. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes when parents get out there and, and they, they, they kind of forget those things and they kind of look at it as in, okay, let's compare my child to the other child or why is my child finishing fifth every week? And I think it's just important to remember that this is a long, long journey and, um, you know, don't compare your child to, you know, I think it's actually insulting to actually compare your child to another child. This is your child's personal journey. This is your family's journey and don't let anyone else affect that. Absolutely. And I totally agree. No, I think you, you answered uh, a few questions I wanted to already <laughs> ask, but that's okay, okay because I got another one for you. So then it, okay. because, uh, I think a lot of people have this question and, um, you know, even as coaches, I think sometimes we're not exactly sure what advice to give, but you know, what, when do you think is a good time to get your, ch- your child involved in tournaments like us kids? 
I'm a huge, a huge advocate for getting them in young. I know, so, you know, somebody, I've, I've sat in seminars and I've heard people talk about people much smarter than me. And I've heard them talk about, you know, kids shouldn't compete until they're 12 years old. And I think, wow, am I doing something wrong here for these kids? But I'm a huge advocate of getting kids on the golf course and getting them in these U.S. kids events, PGA Junior Leagues, whatnot, as young as possible, as long as the team of adults around them are doing their job correctly. I mean, I think my own family is a perfect example. And my little niece, she's now six and, you know, she's, a, she's got a nice little swing. She kind of shoots in the upper 40. She's doing fine out there. But she wanted to play in a U.S. kids golf tournament right before her fifth birthday because she saw her, her friends who were six and seven years old playing and she wanted to go play. And I thought, are we crazy putting her in there? And then I thought, no, we're not crazy. I know my sister is going to do the right things. There's going to be no pressure on it. And she's going to, you know, we're just going to let her go out there, have fun with her friends. That's all she wants to do. And we're, and we know that she's going to learn a lot of things out there. We know that, as I said earlier, that golf course is her greatest teacher um, so why not let her out there? And she did. She learned so much. You know, one it's of the been proudest, a good experience, yeah. It's, it's been a great experience. One of the proudest moments for me is, you know, the first season, she wouldn't shake hands with the other players after the round of golf. She was just so shy. And to see her after the eighth tournament, you know, pick her ball out of the hole and just turn around and put her hand out. I was like, that's what it's all about at this age. Mm. You know, and <laughs> that's awesome. you've, got to, you've, you've got to appreciate the little steps along the way and not get too wrapped up in, in the, in, you know, in the end result. And I know even, you know, using my niece's example, she's doing fine. She's just an average, little, you know, six-year-old golfer. As I said, she's kind of shooting up her 40s. Some days it might be 60s and some days it might be mid-40s. And we're having a great old time out there. She's learning a lot. We're having a wonderful family experience. But, you know, then sometimes my dad, and he'll send me a video of this, like, six-year-old phenom. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. I feel the pressure there for a second. And I'm like, oh, is that my dad telling me that, you know, Katie's not at this level? Or am I not doing enough for her? So I understand what it's like for for parents. But then, you know, I quickly snap out of that because I realize we're on a lifelong journey. Right. You know, and I'm not too worried about what she's doing at six. I'm more worried about giving her a great experience in this game. And if she wants to take it somewhere else, well, that's on her. And, you know, one thing I always say to parents, I say, you know, if you want your kid to be a lifelong golfer, hopefully they will. Um, But if you want them, let's say, to be a college golfer or tour player or whatever, I say, you know, it's it's a long time from age five to age 18. And sometimes this this can be a hard sport to keep them in. So I always say... um, you know, if you can get your kid to age 12, 13, still really, really loving this game, um, well, then the possibilities become endless because that's the age they're really, really going to take ownership of, the, of themselves. But the only re- way they're going to take ownership of that game and really work hard at it is if at, at 12, 13, is if they really have developed a, you know, an undying passion for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. Like, I've, I've seen kids go both directions from that at about that age, right? Where it's, it's either they take ownership or they decide to just walk away from it, right? And, and I, I, I totally agree with everything you said there. And I think it's so important to, um, you know, to create that positive environment and keep that kind of lifelong mindset going through the process because, 
like you said, you know, with the comparisons, it's just so easy to do, isn't it? Like as a, as an adult, as a coach, as a parent, it's just so easy, even, you know, for you with your niece, just to, you, when you see that, you have that quick flash in your head and your thoughts, right? Yeah. And then it, like you said, you know, for, for somebody like yourself, it's, you know, you're able to obviously get back on Snap track. Snap out of it, yeah. Like mine's yeah. not right, you know, because you've got a lot of experience <laughs> in this, right? But, you know, maybe for a parent who has only had, you know, this is their oldest child, this is their first time going through this, it is difficult, right? But mm-hmm. I guess the only way you can relate is if if you've played sports or just even remember maybe even an education where like, you know, there might have been a time where you weren't as good as somebody else, let's just say mm-hmm. in another sport, basketball, okay? But then you got to a certain age where actually you surpassed them, right? So if you think exactly. about that, it's like it didn't matter what you were doing at seven, right? You, you and and if and if if the goal was to become better, you know, it can still happen. Maybe that's not even the goal, but if that is one of the goals, that right. there's still there's still plenty of time for that to happen, right? But I, mean, I love. It, go ahead. One example I use um, is one of my favorite personal junior golf stories is when I was 12 years old, I played at my first Irish championship. So I was playing at a decent, you know, a decent enough golfer. But anyways, I was the last qualifier and I had to play the number one junior in golf in Ireland in uh, match play. And um, so maybe she qualified number one, I qualified number 32. And I was 12 and she was probably 15 and she beat me on the 10th hole, right? Mm-hmm. So I went in and I rang my dad afterwards because he wasn't at the game. And he was like, you mean she beat you on every hole? And I didn't completely understand match play. And I was like, dad, I promise she didn't beat me on every hole. I definitely won one or two holes. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't understand, you know, I, I guess my thoughts were in, in check. But um, So she beat me on hole 10. And then when I was 16, I got to play her again. So she would have been 19 at the time. And I beat her four and three. So it no just way. shows you how it, it, it um, and that's always stood out, stood out in my head. And it's an example I use for, um, you know, for, for all, um, for parents who, you know, ask me about that kind of thing. I love that. Yeah, that's great. And, and I think that's, a, I think that's a, just a perfect example, isn't it, of, of, of what can happen and, you know, everything you've said, but, you know, again, going back to your slogan, like play the game forever. Right. And like, you know, as adults, we have to keep that in mind. And um, I just think it's so important. So great information as far as, you know, you know, how to talk to kids during tournaments, when to get them involved. But I want to jump forward now into kind of a little bit of encouragement. Mm -hmm. So I put this together for you, the encouragement fire round. So I'm going to ask you just, you know, (laughs) uh, some of these questions. Give me your like, you know, give me your, your kind of like, you know, it doesn't have to be too long. It doesn't have to be too short, but just give me you, okay. you, the answer you've got that first comes to mind. And yes. um, the first thing I'm going to do is about tournaments. And then we'll go from there about more into some of the encouragement stuff and, and how, you know, adults can help with this process. So the first one is your child just had a bad round of golf in a tournament. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you say? I think you do the exact same thing you do when your child has a great tournament. If you go to the, if you go for ice cream when your child does well, I think you should go for ice cream, and um, when your child doesn't do well, um, and I think that's something that we don't see, and it's sad to see, and I think it's just keeping it as simple as that because it, it, this is supposed to be a quick fire round, right? <laughs> I could go on it's and okay, on keep and going. On. <laughs> no, let's just leave it at that. I think just whatever you would do after a. Uh, um, 
a, bad, a, a good round of golf. You do the same thing after a bad round of golf. You want to show your young child that this isn't a big deal. I love right? that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. So now here's the next one. <laughs> your child doesn't want to practice, but rather just go and play. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine. That's a question that's been asked me a lot over the years. I think especially for young kids. And for young kids, there's got to be no greater teacher than that golf course. Get out and play as much as you can. So if that's what your child wants to do, yes. I think as they get into the older teenagers, they have to learn a little bit more about um, effective practice and, you know, grinding it out of the driving range too, spending that time doing that. But no, as far as a young child, they just want to go play. Just go play. Mm, okay, that great. golf course is a great coach. Oh yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's it's a it's a lifelong coach, isn't it? <laughs> and if they're telling you as well, and again, I keep going back to little kids. Again, if they're telling you they want to go play rather than go stand on the driving range, then you know that's obviously what they're enjoying right now. And that's and that's again, we're just trying to to um to create you know create that experience, right? And if that's what they're enjoying, then that's what you should go do. Mm. Okay. And the other thing I would say on that is a lot of parents will come to me and say, you know, my child doesn't like to practice. And like I had a dad come to me last um, semester and he said, you know, my kid loves to come play golf with you. He's running in here and he wants to come to your class. And when he comes to the driving range with me, he doesn't seem to have any fun. And I was like, well, have you talked to your kid about it? And he said, no. And I was like, well, I mean, you got to go ask your kid what the problem is. He'll tell you what the problem is. And so he went, he came back to me, he said, I asked him and he said that, you know, when he's at class, your games are more fun. And um, so I said, well, you know what I'm going to ask you to do? I'm going to ask you to get your kid a box and take your kid to the Dollar Tree and let them buy a few gadgets. And this is going to be their golf toolbox. And this is going to be a box of little gadgets that your kid can make up their own games when they come to practice, whether it might be distance putting games or something on the putting green. And it is fun to see that dad out there and the kids with the box and he comes with his box of two golf tools and they set up their little games. But again, just the dad didn't, you know, when an adult goes to the golf course, it's fun for them just to go hit balls on the driver range. He didn't understand that maybe that wouldn't be fun for his child. Um, but that dad was open to what I um, told him and, and it was a good learning experience for him. And oh, it was a good great. learning experience for me too in, in the fact that and the dad was like, yeah, I see these games, but I'm not sure what you're doing. And I was like, well, these games aren't just for us to mess about on the putting green. These games are for us. These are ways that, the ch- that your child is learning. And um, so it was, it was important. It's important for us as coaches to relay this information to the parents. Mm-hmm couldn't agree more yes i couldn't agree more we might come back and actually touch on that point a little bit after this fire mm-hmm. round because i've got some questions about that so i'm not very good at fire round am i <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's my first time too <laughs> okay okay, uh, okay. So here's the next one your, your child doesn't seem to be progressing should you be worried and what should adults understand better about child development no, I don't, like, I don't think that's anything to worry about. Children are going to progress at, uh, progress at different times. You know, one, one toddler walks at 10 months, the next toddler walks at 16 months. I mean, they all eventually figure it out. And I think that example um, that I used earlier, my own personal example of when I was 12 years old and got beat on the 10th hole and then turned around, what, four years later. Um, so no, don't stress it and don't compare your child to anybody else. 
and it's 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 their own personal journey that's the beauty of this sport and so that's i agree i agree here's the last one it's a tournament one again back to the tournaments okay yeah you know let's just say i'm a parent right and so you know my child's just lost the tournament by one and Mm -hmm. my child's crying is upset what do you say to your child to bring them up you know whether we we can still be at the ice cream parlor what do we say to bring them up to help them understand this process and give them some encouragement to maybe try to get a little bit over the fact that they lost by one in the tournament yeah i try to get ahead of the game with that and um, in a number of ways so with my kids i'm constantly and now this might be kids that are maybe just a little bit older but I'm constantly telling them that true success, and I try and get my parents to get on board with this, is true success is showing up prepared. And if you show up to every tournament prepared, well, you give it your best shot. I mean, you can't control what another kid shoots. You can't control what the golf gods are throwing at you that day. But you can control whether you showed up prepared or not. And when my kids win or lose a tournament, you know, I don't ask them too much about the winning or losing or how many shots. I always just go back to, did you show up prepared? And as long as you showed up prepared, well, then you can you can sleep well at night. And I think if we instill that in kids young, I think it's easier for them to accept those moments where they, you know, they went out and played, gave it their all, and maybe lost by one. Oh, I love that. I think that was like, that was summed up so well. And I, I totally agree that like that question, you know, and, and we can all be guilty of this as adults, but that question I think it was answered perfectly because the answers actually should have been done before the tournament and those conversations yes. that you might have. And like I said, and preparedness could even be beyond just how you execute your uh, shots or how you prepare the to play the golf course. It could also just be the mindset that you have. Now, sure, you want to win, but, you know, we know this game and it, there's only one person that wins in whether yeah. it's your age group or your division or just the whole tournament. So, you know, let's just say a professional tournament, there's 125 players in the field. Well, there's only one winner out of those 125. So that means there's 124 other people that don't win. Right? Exactly. So, exactly. And, you know, and not that you want to go in with the mindset <laughs> that you're going to lose every time, but understanding that that's part of the process and that those, those are going to be some of the stepping stones that you have to go through and the ups and downs that you have to go through to eventually, if your goal is to become number one, that's what you have to go yeah. through to get there. Right. So I, I, I think that's perfect. I love what Gavin, you know, Gavin um, from Leadbrother Kids, he talks so much about failure being part of the process. And I just love that he's shouting that from the rooftops. Because um, mm-hmm. I think he's exactly right. I think sometimes when people are hit with failure, they're not prepared for it. And when you're not prepared for it, um, you, you don't know how to deal with it. And that's where we see a lot of chaos happening out there between between parents and kids. So, yes, having a lot of these conversations beforehand uh, goes a long way. Yes, I totally agree. And that was why I seeked out Gavin to come on my I love Gavin. podcast and do that, do that, do that episode. Failure is a feature, right? Rather than failure is failure, right? Because, you know, again, I think, I think we're all guilty of it. I mean, I think about myself, <laughs> I'm, I, I've been guilty of it, right? You know, I, you know, I put my hands over my head after something goes wrong. And I just think, okay, I'm the worst. And, you know, but I, I've come to my senses and realized that 
you know, not just in golf, but in life, that's just part of the process. And I think we have to take the best from those failures and learn from them and excel from them. Right. And so I, I, I totally do you agree, agree as a, as a, I guess, do you, as a parent out there, um, do you agree with what I said earlier, as far as like, I've watched so many journeys unfold or some of the, these people I've coached, some of them, I just watched them from a distance at golf tournaments. Um, but I really go back to, you know, the parents' behavior and how the parents are reacting to bad shots and how the parents are reacting under pressure. Um, and that child really, that young child, I always say a young child doesn't have a mental game. You are their mental game. They haven't developed a mental game yet. Mm-hmm. So do you, you've seen it too out there where you might see a, a dad out there with a seven-year-old child and the dad's kind of freaking out a little bit and the, the child is seeing this. And then I watched that child at 13 years old and that's what they've developed and that's who they are now. So I think it's just so important that parents remember that children are good imitators and they're watching you. Absolutely. So, you know, rather than be worried about the scores and how my child finished in this U.S. kids tournament, be worried about what values that you're teaching them and what traits you're teaching them. And composure and patience are two of the greatest traits we need in this sport. So you know, I know, you know, if well, I don't caddy for my niece, but if I was out there caddying for her, that that's what I would be worried about as her caddy, that I'm teaching, showing her the right traits and values that she's going to need if one day she wants to be a successful golfer. Right. No, absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, I, I you know, I, I used to, um, this is back in 2012 to 2016, I was helping run the U S kids tour in the San Francisco Bay area. And at the time I, it was the largest tour I believe in the world at the time it was, I mean, it was, it was big. I mean, I think, it was just crazy but anyways yeah i've seen i've seen you know i've 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 seen a lot of stuff on the golf course good and bad but anyways i think the best advice for somebody in multiple areas uh whether you're caddying or watching as an adult was actually from gavin as well and he said just get a really nice camera and just take a ton of pictures you know and i think about that that, it's like right and so it's like let's just say you struggle with you know your expressions or your the things you might, the body language and all that stuff like that. Well, if you got this camera, it's like giving a speech and holding <laughs> the pen, right? It's like a distractor, you know? So yes, if you got yes. this camera, like <laughs> you don't have to take a picture. It's like, if you see a miss a putt, just put your face in the camera and like, you know, and the kid looks at you, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to think so much, right? Like, you know, they're yeah. not going to be worried about what your reaction is. And so it's like, it, it, I just thought that was so good. And like, and he's like, Gavin's like, you'll get great pictures. And on top of that, like, you know, it'll be you as an adult, your distractor as well. And for the kid as well, yeah. they, you know, they're not going to be, they're not going to be thinking so much about you watching and like, you know, not hovering over them, but just kind of like so focused on every single move they make, whether it's good or bad. And so I, I, I really liked that. And I thought that was good, a piece of advice. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's throwing out a lot of good stuff. <laughs> yeah. He definitely drops, drops some gold. What I love about Gavin too, is he's been through it. Like I'm not a parent myself so sometimes it's kind of hard for me to completely delve into it but he he puts out a lot of his experiences that he went through with his son and i think that's so valuable for parents to be able to use as a resource absolutely yes absolutely so we're, we're gonna move forward now into the last part of your slogan playing the game forever okay yeah. so this is just this is kind of broad but you know the, the question i have so would be is like 
how would you recommend keeping the game fun and exciting along the way for different ages? So maybe you can like, just give us like a snapshot of like, okay, what it looks like of like at a five-year-old age, maybe eight to 10 and then in the teenage age and, and just kind of give us a, a snapshot of how you kind of see that progressing where it's fun the whole way and the kids love the game and play forever. Yeah, first, can I touch on that play for play forever? Where that really came out of it, well, that was kind of a personal thing too for me. And um, I feel like I feel like when I was growing up as a junior golfer, and um, you know, my dad was definitely a competitor. He played a lot of sports. He was all about winning. And and um, I feel like golf became something kind of not a not a job, but the only reason I was out there was to compete. I wasn't out there for any other reason other than to compete. So, and I played college golf and then my last round of college golf, I absolutely cried from the first tee box to the 18th green because I knew it was over. And for about two years after college, I didn't touch a golf club because right. to me, if, if someone said to me, if you said to me, Hey, Michelle, let's go play nine holes for fun. I was like, I would look at you and be like, for fun. What do you mean for fun? I only go play nine holes if I'm if I'm trying to beat you, you know, and there's a competition. And so that's where that kind of came from. So what I'm always trying to you know, tell parents is yes, I hope your child grows up in a great college golf or goes on to the LPGA tour. Sure. I guess you have all those dreams. But a lot of people don't make it that far. And I would just like to think, hopefully I'm creating experience for kids that you know, the day they do have their last round of college golf, it's not just about the competition for them, that they've they've um, fell in love with the game for a lot of other reasons too. And they, appre- I guess, appreciate the game for a game for a lot of other reasons too. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So that yeah, they of course. continue it. Of course. So that's, uh, I think that totally makes sense for the whole. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, I love that example and that story that you had. And it's funny because, uh, I don't want to get too far off track, but a lot of coaches <laughs> in any sport, right? They've become coaches and extremely knowledgeable in their trade because of the experiences that they've had, whether it's become making it only the professional level or even not, right? Because there's right. so much that goes on before reaching the professional level. And that's what this podcast is about. But, um, you know, we've all had experiences. We've all had the ups and downs. We've all had those learning uh, opportunities and experiences. And sometimes we didn't, maybe we didn't, um, maybe we didn't make it to the next stage, but maybe Mm -hmm. we can look back and reflect on maybe why, what what it was that we didn't do to make it to the next stage or what it was that, why we lost that tournament. And, you know, we can better understand that as we get older and remember what our feelings were and what we did. And then we can, you know, help, our students Obviously. or children, you know, learn from what we've learned. And like I said, whether it's good or bad. And so I, I really enjoyed that, that, that story you said there. Cause I, I think it's, you know, it just, it's, it's just can resonate with so many people and, and so many people have probably the exact same story as you, but in that moment, we all think, Oh, we're the only ones that's finished in college golf and, you know, and, <laughs> and everything. Right. And that's the moment we all, we, we all live in, but the reality is like so many other people, you know, they want to be able to hear those stories. Cause it's like, Oh, you know, I was that person too. And hear how you know we've kind of succeeded from that. So, g- give me like, if you can, like, just so parents can better understand, like, what would be a fun activity for a five year old? And then we'll kind of, you know, if 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 you can kind of just break it down because I think fun's different for everyone. But just yeah. just it, it just kind of real quick, just so they they kind of have an idea of what the difference is and how to kind of keep them enjoying the game yeah. along the way. 
So when I think of my peewee golf classes, I mean, we're teaching a lot through games and I'll, I'll explain that, but we're keeping the classes short. So you definitely want to keep the practices or your time at the golf course short for, you know, on the shorter side for your child and maybe divide your, divide your time up and, um, you know, maybe 10 minutes to putting games, 10 minutes chipping games, 10 minutes, maybe, um, you know, fun, you know, maybe sports exercises. But um, I guess the biggest thing, yes, is that you want to open the child's mind. You want it, them to allow them to use their imagination. You want to allow them to use their their creativity. I mean, got, kids are very creative. And um, like, you know, example, I was chipping with my niece there last week. This will be an example for a parent, maybe of a five-year-old. And yeah, I could have stood there and just chipped with her and lectured her on her on her fundamentals and it would have went in one ear and out the other but instead you know we put a circle out on the green and I was like and she she came up with the idea that the circle was the ocean and that the golf balls were going to be her fish and she was going to chip her fish into the ocean and I'll tell you in that moment I've never seen a kid so determined to get these golf balls in a circle because she really wanted those fish to go back in that in that ocean so I think that's probably uh sometimes it sounds silly doesn't it but it's 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 uh it's it's the it's the way kids uh, learn at that age well, Kate Tempesta says, like, you know, we're wired for story, right? So basically, you, you pretty <laughs> much wired her for a story there with getting the fish back in the ocean. And whether it's hitting golf balls, baseballs, basketballs, you know, for a kid at that age, it probably doesn't matter. But now they've got this story behind it where it's encouraging them and it's fun to, you know, you know, get the balls in the circle. Yeah. And then I say, when we get a little bit older, maybe, you know, at that age, five, six, you're, you're really you know, you're helping them come up with these little stories and games and whatnot. And then when they get a little bit older, I'm a really big fan of letting them create their own games. I mean, some of the games that you see me put out on social media, I get great credit for those games. People are always writing to me, telling me how good they are. I didn't make up any of those games. My seven and eight-year-olds in the class made up those games, and I just had to <laughs> take, take credit for them. <laughs> That's uh, funny. That's great. I love that. But I think especially at that age, it's, um, you know, for the newer golfer, the intermediate golfer there, you know, when they're making up their own games, they're going to be more, they're going to own them more. They're going to have a, you know, better self, you know, they're going to take pride in them. They're going to want to accomplish them. So I think that's, uh, I think that's super important. I think it's very important for kids. I wish I was seeing kids get on the golf course more. I think I'm still, we're still seeing too many situations where kids are learn coming to golf classes and learning to play the game um but not having the opportunities to get out on the course and i know my own program has been guilty of that and that's why i try and get them into pj junior league and us kids as much as possible but last year we really made an effort to and get more playing up, get the kids on the golf course a lot more, get them more playing opportunities, not just in tournaments, just but with little leagues, you know, maybe little three-hole leagues for our little six-year-olds, six-year-old beginners and so on. And that, I think that really went a long way. I was going to say, and then as far as, I'm just trying to think of the different kind of um, age brackets, but of course we're always going to talk about girls and especially when they hit that 11, 12, 13-year-old age, it's hard to keep them in the sport and you know that's at an age where you know girls place great so much importance on on friendships at that age 
So it's important for us as coaches to encourage these friendships and realize that that's a big part of our job. I mean, if we're trying to coach 12, 13, 14 year old girls, we've got to be creating those bonding or friendship experiences for them if we want to keep them in the game. And I think parents need to realize that too. I can't tell you how many times I've had, a, you know, maybe a, a kid, a little girl, she's in group classes until she's maybe 10 years old and she's getting, you know, she is, and she's doing private lessons too and she's developing. And then the parents will say to me, you know what, I think we're just going to focus on private lessons now. And I said, don't do it. Because at the end of the day, she may be good, but she's still a 10 or 11 year old girl at the end of the day and she needs those social social experiences too. Mm, I totally agree. I couldn't agree more. So with that then, what should parents be looking for in a junior golf program? Junior golf program, I think obviously obviously good coaching. Um, I think but I think the probably the biggest thing for little kids is that coach player relationship. You know, oftentimes we might have a kid who's moving to Florida here and the, the parents will say, how am I going to find you in Florida or wherever they're moving to? And I'll say, you know, go to the U.S. Kids website, look up who the junior golf coaches are in your area and maybe pick out two or three different programs and let your child try out the two or three different programs. Your child will tell you who the right coach is for them, especially in those early days, because that coach player relationship is so important. Um. What else would you be looking for in a junior golf program? I think, you know, parents love structure. Kids love structure. So I think that's important. Um, you know, developmental plans um, are important. But I think more so than just develop, you know, of course, a long-term developmental plan is great for those people who have those aspirations. But I think one of those, the biggest mistakes I made as a young coach was I just presumed and I think I get this from my father. I just presumed that every coach, every kid that walked in the door wanted to be the next Tiger Woods, let's say. So can you imagine the pressures I was even, I was putting on myself, I was putting on kids and these kids might not have wanted this at all. And so one thing I do now when I, a family come into my program is I sit down and I have a, you know, a 30 minute meeting with them. And I say, tell me, what do you want from this game? And you know, most people just want to use it as an extracurricular activity. They say, you know, I just want my kid to be exposed to the game. So when they grow up, they may be able to use it as a business tool or whatnot. So I know I'm starting to ramble there, but I think the biggest thing there is that you just got to make sure that this program has what you need and that the coach knows what you're looking for too. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I think obviously you want your junior program to have social opportunities and I'm going to throw it out there again. I think it's so important and it's not happening near enough that coaches are giving kids the chance to get out and play the game. And if you, if you're maybe at a driving range and you can't give them that, those opportunities, then you need to be telling them where these opportunities are. Um, you know, I see so many, I, I, I meet so many kids along the way and I might meet a kid on a driving range and he's a pretty good kid and I get chatting to him. And, you know, he take lessons from John, you know, an hour away or something. And they have no idea. They haven't been on the golf course. They have no idea about kids golf tournaments. So I think it's just so important that coaches are educating these families on what is out there and the opportunities to go play. I couldn't agree more. All the things you said there is what I want to put together for my future business and what I'm going to be doing here. And, you know, he hearing you repeat those things, I think it's just so important for all of us to hear. So, Michelle, you've shared 
so much great information, stories, experiences you've had along your journey from just a young age up all the way through your, your professional career and what you're doing. And again, I just, you know, I'm going to repeat the slogan here just so everybody can hear it. It's create experiences that encourage kids to play the game forever. Now, where could people find more about what it is that you're doing and just 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 follow, you know, all the, the cool things that you're putting out there for everyone? Yeah, and we are on um, three social media platforms. So we're on Facebook. It's Michelle Holmes School of Golf. And we're on Instagram, Michelle Holmes Golf, and on Twitter, M Holmes Golf. And don't ask me why those three are not the exact same. I guess I had no idea how much the social media was going to kick off back in the day. So, and, <laughs> I, and I, I, I totally recommend anybody to go follow all of those because, like I said, you know the things that you put out and the things that you send out. I think it's just great for everybody to see, and um, you know there's just a lot of good information that you put on there. And I just think it's awesome. So I appreciate you and what you've been able to do for the game of golf for junior golf and, you know, what you share with everybody. I think it's just awesome. So before I let you go, mm-hmm. you've got to give me, what is your final piece of advice for raising golfers? I'm going to give you one line. And um, so I'm going to actually keep this one short. This is going to be my fat, like my fast round. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm just going to say um, just to enjoy the journey. Enjoy every stage of the journey. These kids grow up way too fast. Please enjoy every, every stage. And just arrive, always arrive at the golf course, a happy family, and always leave the golf course, that same happy family. Perfect. Great advice. I love that. So, Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and share all this with us here on the podcast. And, um, you know, I I appreciate everything that you've done as far as sharing some of the episodes that we've had and just the support you've had as well with the podcast. And like I said before, just everything you're doing for the game of golf. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much, Travis. Thank you for having me. And I love everything you're doing, too. Keep doing it. Thank you. What a great conversation with Michelle. She shares so much of her experience with us. And for me, there was a lot to take away as both a parent and a coach. I think understanding what children want in a learning environment that creates these wonderful experiences for them is so important. And even myself, I think I have so much more I need to do as far as reflecting, researching, and just kind of analyzing the whole environment that these kids are in. I really like how she thinks children can get into tournament play early on, but as adults, we just have to have the right values and expectations around how that will lead to positive experiences. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Michelle Holmes. I know I did. Let me know any questions or any feedback you have on this episode, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. If you enjoy listening to our podcast and the information you got from this episode, do us a favor and continue to support us by hitting that subscribe button and giving us a five-star review. Your continued support will help us continue to grow and be able to interview some of the most experienced parents, coaches, and players in the golf industry to help you continue to raise your golfer to their full potential.